Oh, hi. Sorry, I didn't see you there, Nick. How are you? How long have you... Is that Ralph Giorgio Armani? Oh. Yes. Glass bottle. You've been traveling. Mm. Don't mind if I do myself. That's a good stuff. Jack Daniels. So I'm just finishing this chapter. The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Done. Rubbish. Absolute rubbish. How are you, mate? How long have you been there, by the way? <laughs> to be honest, I can't hear what you're saying. These are just earmuffs. So. I don't oh. have head headphones in at the moment. Oh, they, they look good. That's for sure. They look much better than your... Your roadworks. You just you always go on about my my earphones, so I thought yeah. I'd try something different. Good, I'm glad you did. They look fantastic. I love that you just had them ready to go, or better yet, that you went out and bought them. Just look, because I'll, I was. Maybe, I'll, I'll just take them off. I think. <clears throat> I mean. Jesus. <laughs> Jeez, very loud about this. <laughs> Very loud. You're in an earthquake zone, though. Right? You guys are right on the vaults, aren't you? Yeah. Just feeling like a little bit of a prop comedy. The best kind of podcast material. Oh, I love that we both went for prop comedy. <laughs> I know. It was very strange. I was like, the moment that I saw you reading a book and not looking up, I was like, fuck, we've miscalculated this. <laughs> not, both of us are doing bits right now, and we have yeah. no straight man. Yeah. I can't hear what you're saying, and you weren't looking at the camera. So <laughs> there's like a minute and a half where yeah. I'm going to listen back and be like, yeah, we can't use any of that. Look, it's all trial and error, Nick. We, yeah. Cheers. I mean, mostly error. Cheers, mate. Did you like uh, my novelty size uh, drink canister? Um, I'm curious where you got that from. It was given uh, to me as a present. A, so it's like in with like a lot of other... Uh, kind of whiskeys or something like a Jim Beam mini bottle and a. It is actually there was a group of four of them that they maybe came a back gin customs one of each. There was a gin. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm familiar with the. You've it's drunk the, before. It's yeah. It's the alcoholics. Uh, it's the alcoholics gift basket. <laughs> yeah, it was given to me by an enemy, so I'm drinking it maliciously. Who was it? Who's the enemy? Ex housemate. We is it actually? Not, yeah, we shall not. Is it actually name. an enemy? Yeah. Is this the one that cheated on a boyfriend? You guys yeah. all had to like. To, oh. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. So it's got like a real bitter aftertaste to it, which I'm enjoying. A bit of taste. Yeah, smooth. I'm drinking the shit you gave me as a present, but yeah. I don't even like you anymore. I'm still enjoying it. Yeah. I always thought that Jack Daniels was um, got a bad off. rap. Yeah. Got a bad rap because it was like kind of viewed as this like rough like could kind of rough people would drink it but i always thought it tasted so good yeah I, I'll, I'll be honest i was hoping that i'd have a mini bottle of coke that i could pour in as well but i don't so i'm just having it on the rocks which is very harsh for like a thursday night drinking session but hey jack daniels is one of the smoothest uh, whiskeys out there 
Uh, sure. yeah, why don't you mix it with some some Kahlua and milk? That's the. Uh, so that's yeah. four minutes thirty. First insult, unless there was one before the uh, before the ears went on. But there, are, there are a couple. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Couple. And what was your, sorry? I, I've been rude. What was your bit at the at the beginning? You were reading Seven Habits of Productive People. Uh yeah, I actually am reading that book. Yeah. <laughs> For real, yeah. and I'm I'm yet to be effective. Or people. Or know what seven is. <laughs> what is seven? <laughs> so it's like, you're mixing disciplines here. First you're teaching me how to count, now you're teaching me how to be productive. Pick one. I know. Yeah, come on. <laughs> Pick a lane. <laughs> Stephen Fry. R. Covey. Is this too dark? Am I too dark? Eh. Do you want some light? Nah. No? Nah, I'm happy. My skin's looking good, though. Like, I want yeah, I was thinking, no breakouts. Have you been doing the towel trick? The towel trick. Yeah, the towel trick. Have you been doing the towel trick? Towel trick. If you uh, if you have lots of acne, put a fresh towel, like a hand towel, over your pillow overnight. Sleep sleep with a a towel in between you and the pillow, and then the next day, next morning, throw that pillow in the wash. Then put a new uh, sorry, throw that towel in the wash. Put a new towel there for next night. Never sleep on the same towel two nights in a row. All the oils that seep out of your skin overnight goes into the towel, throw it in the bin. You don't get all congested and shit. By the end of the week, normally, you cover covered in like a, uh, or how often you wash your sheets, I hope it's once a week, you cover covered in a pillow slip which is soaked in all of the like face juice that you've been leaking out for seven days in a row. That's why people get acne. So you have to le- sleep face down? It's just any way you sleep. You must have some skin contact with your pillow. I've never had acne. Yeah, but you know how, like, you know how to sleep on a pillow, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Although I prefer a hardwood floor. Okay, well, fair enough. Your upbringing is again coming into play very early on in the podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, if if you if if people are of a naturally oily skin complexion, uh, often they're like they're basting in their own juices, so to speak, and uh, it clogs up all the pores overnight. There you go. Towel trick. Hot, hot tip for all the uh, acne deep for all the fans out listening. there, of which I think I feel that there are many. You cool babies. Many, if any. Many, if many. Many. Mimi. Mummy. That was like a very Johnny Greenwood score. Yeah, wasn't it? I was watching that movie the other day. That's a lie. Blood. I wasn't. No. This, uh, this movie. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Frank. <laughs> God, a lot Next. of prop comedy in this episode. Wait, can you hold that up again? I want to take a screenshot. People, look at your phones. I've put in a chat to market. Oh, no, oh, it's kind of just... cool because your reflection. Yeah, there. that's I like what it. I want. I want to get that out of the way. No, get rid of my reflection. Tilt it slightly. Oh God, you could never work in TV. Uh, oh, oh, you moved hold it on, again. Hold on, hold on. Okay, there we go. Okay, good. So you have a um, a framed yep. version of the ticket that you took to see that movie, and a small uh, pamphlet. Yes, by look, your desk at all times. Look, I didn't make it. It was actually um, given to me by my housemate. Oh, that's lovely. Yeah. How'd they get a copy of the ticket all these years later? Uh, I imagine he. Bought it for me, ah. considering I had no money to yeah. go and still wanted to go desperately. Fair. 
Well, that is lovely. Welcome to Deep Ford, everybody. Uh, this is a podcast. Um, in it, we just chat. We just have a chat, you know? Sometimes I think we set ourselves too high a bar. And in this one, I just <laughs> want to make sure that we, we're not aiming for thinking. We're not aiming for meaning. We're just going to have a talk, you know? Um, are you still doing your mindfulness stuff? Because that seemed very meditative, that intro. I am still doing that. I am still doing that. I, I'm, I, I lost my streak. She made me very um, angry and undid all my progress. Mm. Um, I got near 400 days in a row. Wow. Yeah. That is I, I did, very I, good. I 380 days in a row or something, and then I fucked up. It was all for nothing. All yeah. that anger came flushing, <laughs> flooding back. Yeah, in the form of acne. In the form of acne. Sitting through the internet with me tonight, <laughs> twist, Michael Zabrecki. Say hi, Michael. Hello, dwellers. And my name is Nick. Let's uh, drink to that, shall we? Let's drink to Nick. Nick the prick. All no. the great... All the great na- names, all the great insults rhyme with Nick. Nick, dick, prick. Fully sick. Got one of the pro column. Forgot about fully sick. Fully <laughs> yeah, sick. so I, I reject your assertion. Yeah. Have you, have you, have you met And also don't forget about with... hot chick. Yeah, you are a hot chick. Yeah. Nothing else. I'm sorry, there's, there's two all as far as I'm concerned. It's too old. Uh, half time. <laughs> half t- <laughs> yeah, too old. Half time. Uh, I have a point of order. Go on. Point of order from last podcast. Sure. It's going to sound more heavy than I intended to be. Okay. Okay. It has been a bit of a recurring joke over the years of this podcast. Uh, you're not that gay, Nick, and us, and it's like a laugh. And we all have a good time, and it's not like a serious thing. But I would just, for the record, like to put out into the sphere that you can have all different types of gay people, and there is no benefit in being a straight acting gay person being a versus a flamboyant acting gay person, and those people are incredibly important to the gay community because they have normalised and created acceptance for the rest of us who do not outwardly act as gay as them. And it was not predicated on any malicious intent from your comment last week, but having done it as a bit for a few episodes, I was re-listening to it and I just thought, you know what, I just want to make it clear that flamboyant gay people are awesome as well. That is fair. That Down is, off the that, soapbox. I will take that. I I apologise too. No, it wasn't. It wasn't needing an apology. It was just a thought that I had been dwelling upon. Okay. Um, I feel like I, I feel like I just got like minorly talked, like told off by a teacher that I had a really good rapport with. And does it you know, like more I was kind result. of friends with? No, it's just like 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 I just I just feel like oh, I I totally accept that. Huh. Um, it's it's all about learning here on this podcast today. We've done <laughs> and unlearning. We've done nine and a half minutes of prop comedy. We had an interrupted uh, introduction, and now we're right into the good stuff. Right into the right into the juicy old steak. Into the weeds. Uh, what are we? What episode number is this? This is ninety-two. That's ninety-two. I'm, I'm getting so, up there. It is getting up there, well, and been pretty regular. I was thinking that today too. Yeah. It's like, what do you put? What do you chalk that down to? Just lots of fiber. 
Sultana Brown. <laughs> do you have Sultana Brown over there? I don't know if they do have Sultana Brown over here. What to be things... honest, I'd look straight past it even if it was on the shelf. Yeah, I, I bought my first packet the other day. I bought, oh wait, box, box. I bought, I bought a box of Sultana Brown the other Why? day. Why? What, what predicated this well, exciting I, development? Well, as you know, Nick, in the last six to 12 months, I've changed, I've been more con- conscious of my, of my health and I buy a lot of the time ba- based on a, the health rating that's on the yeah, thing. On the you may not have it over there. Um, and Sultana Pran's got just a classic 4.5 health rating. Um, and it was on sale for 350 and the usual kind of granola stuff that I go for, uh, five star, I was willing to sacrifice 0.5 of a star in yeah. health for a dollar fifty in money. So yeah. bought my first pack and accompanying that with soy milk. Wow. Not you know drinking cow milk. You know what's uh what's deceptive about Sultana brand? Really fucking sweet. Like you get a lot of Sultanas and it can True. be like quite a sugary quite a sugar hit. It's it's adult it can. cocoa pops. Especially if you put a sugar a tea teaspoon of sugar over it yeah um or honey but it's the good kind of sugar yeah would you say if you're eating your fruits what do they say nick if juice you your veggies fruits, eat your fruits yeah that's what they say um over over here they don't have sultana bram but they do have sultana pram which is just a guy walking around with a big old pram full of sultanas and you just take a handful as you walk past i would have yeah okay and he slaps your hand away. He's like, there's yeah. some times out for you. Yeah, technically they're not like for everyone, but if you know where <laughs> he goes. It's not like at the dentist where you got like no, a No, it's of... not like a, a lollipop at the end of a vaccination. You've yeah. got to like, you've got to actively try. You don't really but get the reward is so, so sweet. I would like, yeah, I was, I was kind of thinking it was going to be like a pram with one big sultana. <laughs> <laughs> that also works. That also works. Um, did you say you don't get rewards at the dentist? I got rewards at the dentist. What kind of rewards? You don't, I mean, it wasn't, don't get sugar. Te- te- technically, it wasn't from the dentist. But anytime we went to the dentist when we were kids... Mom, you get morphine. Yeah, we'd get morphine. Just a big old <laughs> dose of morphine. Um, no, we'd park in the city. And we'd park in that, um, uh, like the Maya Centre car park. And as you walk back to the car to pay at the booth, back when there were humans there... Um, you'd have to go through this little arcade. And in the arcade on the corner, there was a hot donut machine. And so we'd go and get our uh, teeth done. And then on the way back through past the uh, car park entrance, we would get like a 12-pack of cinnamon donuts, which is about as effective a way to ruin all progress made by a dentist in the space of five minutes. Although I get it, because it's kind of like you need to cram... You need like for your, you need to cram for your SATs, and then and then once it's once the exam once once you've done the exam, it's like yeah. fine, do whatever you fuck you want. Yeah, I don't need to remember this like law ethics course anymore. S- no. Straight straight out of the brain. I'm just really hungry. I was discovering. Did you have dinner? Yeah, I had a lot tonight actually. Maybe I should go get like a protein bar or something. What'd you have? I had, uh, what did I have? I had curry, and I had an apple, and I had some ice cream. I've been eating all day. Have you? Yeah. That's why you're looking a bit plump. I'm bulking up, thank you very much. Um, 
in I your could, neck. I could, I could do. I could do thirty sit-ups. I don't think you could do thirty. Sit-ups. I could do thirty sit-ups in a minute. It doesn't matter the time. Well, yes, it does. A faster time for sit-ups. Everyone knows that's better. If, if anything, the faster you're doing the sit-ups, the easier it's going to be. That's, that can't be true. That's that, not true. Definitely true. Because that's not con- true. Everyone yeah. knows that like running 100 meters in it's, 10 seconds yeah, is easier than running 100 meters in like 100 seconds. What a shit analogy. It's a perfect analogy. We're talking about the exact same thing in the exact same contest. You are, I, you are just marking yourself as a basically someone who doesn't take care of their body by saying that. It's true. Uh, well, I'd like to see you do 30 sit-ups. Look, the only reason I'm not going to do that is because I'm going to look like a dickhead when I do it. <laughs> and for, for have doing it. That's the only reason. <laughs> the, Vanity. I'm going to look like a twat for accepting that challenge and smashing it. Right right before our Okay, episode 100, sit-up contest. All right, yeah. We've got, I don't know, eight, ten weeks now? Oh, we're going to video record the the hundredth, right? Oh, yeah, I guess. And we're wearing suits, and Uh I'm going to get... Oh, shit, we can't do it in suits, though, can we? Why? You can't do a sit-up contest in suits. Let's do it. In suits. Who cares? I just got Let's that suit. It. It's new. Who cares? I don't want to bust my suit with my bloody six-pack. Do it for the bloody fan. <laughs> let me, let me, let me uh, just give a little, uh, a little bit Set of an intro. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I had a bit of a, a, an argument today with my better half. Being the the better version of myself. And <laughs> Again, you use a lot of couples language incorrectly. This uh, this whole fiance thing when it wasn't a fiance, my better half when you're referring to yourself. Again, yeah. I just I would encourage you to just just you know jump on Urban Dictionary. <laughs> well, just... if anything, my better half uh, makes more sense when you're talking about your split personality. It's like when you called your dick your ball and chain. Again, I, I said, Michael, one, TMI, two. Please don't speak to my mother that way. Yeah. <laughs> please look up that. Right. Okay. Nick, is morality objective? Is morality objective? Can there be basically what that question's asking, and correct me if I'm wrong, is that there could be two different kinds of, or two parallel moralities. Or competing moralities. Competing moralities, yeah. Is morality objective? Now, this is this is a question that I, basically, I always struggled with when I lightly considered myself a Christian uh, or a believer in God or whatever, whatever I was brought into by my parents. If... One, yeah, so the question that I struggled with there was if God, if God's morality is objective, which is what you would expect it to be, and everlasting and timeless, then why does he say one thing in the Bible that doesn't necessarily apply to now? 
because that that was an argument that came up. There was an argument from my father that when you know, he said he, when the Bible was written, God was talking to the, that specific group of people at that specific time, and it doesn't necessarily apply to us. And I was like, "What the fuck? Like, if it's God, it's God. It's always the same. He doesn't evolve." Yeah, that's an interesting point. Um, I suppose uh, if you're talking about objective morality, there's two ways to approach it. There is one which is from a religious bent, where it's like, do we assume that morality has come from a deity or a higher plane than us? And then there's another which is potentially the scientific approach, and it, it does the laws of the universe, just the the nature of the world and in the physical, in physics sense, does that imply any sort of morality as to how we should behave? Um, no, so what, so what, just to start off as a base, what do you think uh, could be a universal base for morality? Like, could it be, I mean, if you, you go like a, um, is it utilitarian kind of like anything that uh, involves the least amount of human suffering is the most moral? Is that like there, there's that? Um, I mean, you could approach it. Look, we're very early into the conversation, so it's a it's a bit. Um, it feels premature to be drawing conclusions like this, but to me it feels like anyone can find justification for any kind of morality that they want to believe. So I could see someone looking at the universe and the chaos of it and how, you know, an electron here hits a neutron there and all of a sudden you, you know, set off a explosion or whatever and you get stars and, you know, randomness and chaos and and entropy and and everything thus if the universe is such a you know crazy un unpredictable random place then why should i behave anything other than with complete you know uh selfish desires why 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 can't i act however i please at whatever way at whatever time that i like because the universe is a random cruel unforgiving uh, joke, right? And then why, why, why can't I, or why shouldn't I? Well, same, same question. Depending on how strongly you want to believe in a morality. Yeah, well, I mean, but you can, you can act selfishly. Yeah, exactly. But morality, but you, morality, necessarily, you don't, ne- you don't, not necessarily should. Morality never compels anyone. What? Morality can't control, like physically, prevent you from doing anything. It's it's it's, it's all, all in our the, heads, y- you know? your brain. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, and then someone else could, um, you know, take the determinism view of of the world and the uh, of the universe and say that no one has any free will. Um, everything that was ever meant to happen is preordained. Um, so I should you know, just do what everyone tells me to do because what's the point of fighting if there's no if there's no such thing as free will? To me, it seems like morality is whatever a person... Or a, a kind of morality um, can be justified by any person with enough effort. 
for anything. So do you think if someone, like for serial killers and stuff, do you think well, they, I think definitely. they could... But what, I think what, that's what a better you... example of someone defining their own morality. Serial killers go... Defying their own morality. Defining. So, oh, defining it. So yeah. what, what do you think could be the just? Well, a serial killer, you know, maybe one of them's like... Uh, you are a whore. You are having premarital sex, and and I yeah. was there to save you because you're going to be damned in hell. And so by mur- like murdering you before you could be married, I've saved you a life of you know like anyone right. can come up with some justification to do the behaviour that they want to do, right? Sure. Yeah. So then that brings up: Does religion then having different religions? make everything way more complicated than being um, a secularist and not having any, any religion at all, no real dog in the fight. Does that, it, sure, like, it, that seems to me to be the clearest. Are you clearest... that a secular opinion on morality is more valid than a religious opinion on morality? Yes. And I think that they would argue that... Uh, well, inherently, that you if, if you don't believe in God, because to religious people, or I mean, if you take like the the United States population, like that, what do they say? They'll say they they'll rather vote for a you know a, someone who's a Muslim than a an atheist. Like people, religious people tend to trust other religious people more than they trust atheists. Atheists, sure. Sorry, what's your point there? Look up. <laughs> um, you're, so you were saying originally that uh, atheist morality is more valid than religious morality. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, because, well, I think, would you disagree with that? Because I, th- I think, um, I mean, you... you well... Look, they're arguing uh, that they I mean, they're arguing that you we're getting our mor- morality from a higher being. So it's difficult when you fundamentally disagree and you're, you're saying that we're getting our we're getting our morality from um, ever evolving um, social construct. Yeah, so, social construct. Yeah, I mean, I it it is a little tempting to say to agree with you, but I, I guess I'm slightly hesitant, just in the exact for the same reason that I talked about earlier, which is that we all construct a morality that we want to believe in. Um, so I'm not sure that even if we've decided as atheists or in a secular manner that being nice to other people and not murdering people because life is precious, we've decided on the validity of those tenets independent of uh, a deity and punishment or reward. I don't know. I guess I'm still hesitant to say, well, yeah, that's obviously superior because it, that actually has... It, ma- it makes a, a, a statement about religion to say that um, uh, an atheist morality is superior. And if I believe that anyone can make up a morality that they agree with, I'm just hesitant to, right. to write off theirs as any more or less valid than ours. Because at the end of the day, we just believe it because we want to right but i mean it's only i do understand that but it is only superior i mean i, I wouldn't necessarily use that word it, it's it is it is by definition i would say 
more valid than um, having a a religious perspective. Well, that's based on the idea that the only reason that religious people act morally is for uh, post, like afterlife reward or yeah. punishment, and right? To be fair, I am thinking about kind of like monotheistic yeah. religions. Yeah. So, um, I, that, that may that may certainly contribute to some Christians' beliefs about why they do things, but at the same time, I don't think that they live in a vacuum either. Christians and Muslims and any any other kind of religion they all still operate in our world and our society, or at least in Western society, and so they're still aware of and interacting with all kinds of other people who don't believe the same thing they do, and they're not in a bubble where having those. Um, good moral actions in that community um, like they're also exposed to the same things operating on us you know of course and here's the other thing I'm not entirely convinced that they believe that they're going to live after they die like for for the average person that calls themselves Christian it seems to me that they they don't act in a way that if they actually believe that you're going to live after you die and you're going to go to heaven, I would expect people to act differently just on the, on the street. How so? The, you would expect I, them to act more recklessly. Um, I don't why, know why does it matter recklessly. if I jump jump out in front of this car and save this kid because... I know that I'm going to end up in heaven. Yes. Yeah. Uh, w- would you not expect that? I mean... Yeah, if... potentially. But isn't... Uh, look, I'm not enough of a religious scholar to know whether overconfidence about your likelihood of getting why, to heaven Why is... do you need to be a religious scholar? I mean, people uh, are saying... They'll go to church and they'll say, yes, I believe in God, I believe I'm going to go to heaven. Yeah, why but no, 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 no. It's not, I'm not arguing that they don't believe in the existence of heaven. I'm arguing about whether they believe their own behavior to have crossed, like to met the standard to get in. Yeah, 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 fine. Um, but, but I okay, yeah. But there'll be there'll be still a huge group of people out there that that you've heard them that genuinely think they're going to heaven. Yeah, because they believe in God. I don't think that they actually believe it. Deep down. Deep down, and because at I mean they may say that they believe it and they may have no problem saying it, but because they've really got no, they've never seen any proof of or it, and they've you know if they've gone, ba- I mean you're basing that on an atheist perspective. I'm sure there are Christians no, no, who no, believe no, they no. have seen proof. No, no, okay. You're playing. Angels advocate here or something. I'm doing exactly um, what you do in every other conversation. <laughs> stop challenging me. Um, yeah, when I'm they they don't have any proof. I'm not saying that from a from an atheist perspective. They just haven't seen. I mean, it's, they just blatantly haven't seen one of their friends die and go to heaven. Like they they couldn't have seen it. Yeah, they and haven't I'm not saying, physically. I'm not saying died. So yes, they can't know. Right. And I'm not saying I'm not saying that's necessarily a reason for them not to believe. I'm just saying because in their day to day basis, if you're a 45 year old woman 
and uh, you're you're a Christian Republican living in Texas, and you're thinking, I believe in God, and I'm going to go to heaven, and all, and uh, praise the Lord. I'm going to I'm going to see the Almighty, and I mean, she can say that, but in her forty five years, she still hasn't seen that happen. So even though she may believe it. I think for basically any anyone, there's no matter what they say, there's going to be an undercut uh, kind of doubt that maybe this is not true, and so, that's why people don't act as if they are going to go as to if they're invincible. I think so. I mean, we're just talking shit. No, I mean I understand your point. Um, to get back to the idea of objective morality, um, I mean, I think, I think I stand on the side of morality is subjective because um, I can think of, you know, easy examples where people have contrasting beliefs about that stuff. You shouldn't have sex before marriage. I think that's fine. There you go. That's two contrasting moralities. But Nick. I don't I I don't understand how you could say that. How you could say that you think morality is subjective. You don't think that there is uh like even if we don't know it yet, even if we can't access it, you don't think that there exists out there a level to which humans could possibly get one day, maybe millions of years down the track, a like ultimate morality. I think that if there was I think that the morality of hundred million years in the future would still be defined by the people that are living or whatever we are beyond people then that um, are whatever they are at that time will define what morality they have yes I don't be- I don't think there's an objective truth as to what's moral and what's not I think that that's based on the cultural norms if we're seeing it now so if you're seeing driverless cars uh-huh Driverless cars that are programmed to make a decision, a quick decision, based on their programming that is it better to swerve and kill one person or keep going straight and kill two people? Yeah. That, that is, would you not say that is an objective, part of objective morality? Uh, no, because it's still programmed by a human. And a human's decided... And I don't, I don't know if this is the case. I don't know what they've come down on one side or the other. But a human has decided, somewhere along the line, to program that it chooses to kill one person rather than two. Yeah. Maybe you get to a point where an AI is sufficiently self-aware to decide its own morality, but that's a scary fucking proposition, as far as I'm concerned. Well, how about this? Maybe beyond that. The uh, driverless car has got a choice between killing two people or one, but it also assesses age. Can also assess age, yeah. how much life. Yeah, so you recognise who got these two, people are. You've got two ninety-five-year-old. This... I've got a ninety-five-year-old couple or a uh, an eight-year-old girl with the with a whole life ahead of her. Yeah. Or what about? Okay. So there's a man and a woman on one side and there's a man and a woman on the other side and one of them has kids and one doesn't. You mm. know, they're otherwise identical. 
Yeah. Which one did they go for? Mm. Here's the yeah. answer. They get the guy off one and the woman off the other, straight down the middle. Then you have a new merged blended <laughs> yeah. family. Happy yeah. marriage. And then while you're at it, just uh, while you're on the hot streak, go down to the uh, the bowling lanes. Try your hand at bowling. Don't know why I just said I that. I get it. I'll cut that. Um, it's fine. You're fine. You're still, <laughs> you just cut out my funny. bad jokes. Yeah. <laughs> I do it or, all the time. Um, I mean, you could... That's kind of... You're kind of proving my point, though, because... Oh, you, you did a split. I just got it. I Sorry, I just got your yeah. joke. Yeah. That's not well, a bit. That was me bit. actually just getting it. <laughs> bit of bolo comedy. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, sorry. Yeah. Um, I love the idea that you, even after you said you were going to cut it out and that you didn't get it, you still kind of sat on it for a bit and like, no, I want to try and understand what you meant. While, but then while I was talking, so I'm offended again. Actually, (laughs) (laughs) I can only apologize. Um, Um, but okay. But objective morality. You believe that there is a higher truth that we can be aiming for. I believe that there is a quantifiable tr- truth to morality. But where do you find you can... that? What are you searching for it like a physics problem? I think you could put like a law one, of the universe. Ones and zeros next. Yes, I think you could. Ah, uh, no. Nah. Hypothetically, no. Nah, I don't think you can. I think I think the sheer definition of morality is is what does this what does society deem acceptable, and that's that's based on that's based on changing norms. I think morality is all uh, d- determined purely by the suffering of people. Sure, it's certainly about. Or no, sorry, not people, not 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 just people of living things. How much? And I'm not saying we can get to this point, but I'm saying hypothetically we probably could. I mean, if you're talking about like, why do we eat? Uh, why can we eat crustacea, but not over, horses? A, and not horses. Well, uh, possibly uh, the crustacea don't have uh, the nervous system designed to. They they, cut, they don't actually feel pain. That is one thing. And maybe horses do. Also, horse tastes like shit. And I think. You could, you can, you can basically quantify every, every little things, and it's, I mean, basically possible. I'm, I'm give you that. It's basically impossible to do it. Quantify every little things. What you, what you're suffering. actually, what you're actually requiring, is a degree of computation from some kind of like ridiculous supercomputer that can determine the implications and consequences of every choice and the potential harm spiraling out from every potential action yeah. and possibility all yeah. the way through from you know top to bottom from the highest order down to the smallest amount of you know amoeba and a pond yes and go yes if we if this person uh is allowed to drive this electric hover scooter into this one person the uh, amount of "Quote unquote suffering will be four thousand one hundred, and if we allow him, if we throw him off his bike, and he gets killed, but it doesn't hit the crowd of people, then our supercomputer brain will determine that the amount of suffering 
is 3,100. And thus, we should throw this guy off his bike. That's exactly what I'm saying. Well, I believe that if it's got to that point, a human has still put in their understanding of what constitutes suffering and value at some point of the process. So it has still come from a person and a culture. And it, if if you have like an Uber car that hits a crowd of people and they, they can point to it and say, hey, it hit three people and it killed them, but the four people in the car survived, the outcry from society, the news of that decision-making would influence whether or not that rule was allowed to remain in the, the programming. They would, if, if someone said, you should not be designing a car which makes a choice to hit a group of three people because otherwise the four inside it will die. You need to work out some other way of doing things. That's based on human perspective. I I can't believe I'm saying this to you, but Nick, I feel like you're lacking a bit of foresight here. I don't know. I, I mean, I, to, in order for your hypothesis to be true, we have to extrapolate to such a degree of advanced, like advanced society, for it to be almost meaningless. Because yes. by, because by that point us and humans as far as we know them won't exist anymore anyway but nick we're we're debating uh the the existence of a objective morality we're not object we're not debating whether or not it could happen we're de- debating whether whether or not uh, it could hypothetically exist yeah so sure but if i'm i'm agreeing with you i'm saying okay if that's if that's an, a, a possibility that could happen 100 million years in the future, supercomputer AI has ex- examined the entire world and worked that out. I think that by the time it gets to that point, the reality that it's examining no longer includes humans by any kind of definition. And that thus, by getting to that point whatsoever, it's no longer morality. Because morality yes. is an intrinsically human concept for us in, as ourselves in this kind of species level. But again, you're you're debating the reality of it, and I, that's not what I'm. I'm not. I'm like, look. I probably think that we we'd probably never get to that point, but I feel like hypothetically it could. Does yeah, that make sense? I I I I, th- I agree with you that hypothetically. So there is an objective morality. No, but I think that that's a different. I, my argument is that when you get to that point, the meaning of morality doesn't exist anymore. Why? Because humans have probably died. Because the 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 context of what morality meant was dependent on humans as we are now. No, how does that make any sense? Because then you'd have a, you'd have a morale morality uh, with AI. Surely you'd have artificial artificial intelligence morality. Would you not? They've... I mean, maybe, maybe. I mean, it's going to be weird because you're taking the idea of suffering. Presumably, they don't suffer. Exactly. Yeah. So if then, we, if, okay. If we've so humans so far have died in the future out. That there's no humans. It's all robots. Humans have died now. out. It's just AI. Oh, this is so good. This is this is my jam right now, Nick. Oh wait, just let me sit. Just let me sink into a philosophy bubble right now for like two seconds. Yeah, yeah. 
Haley Joel Osmond's there. <laughs> <laughs> He's the only one left. He's the only one that's made it. Yep. Deep in the bottom <laughs> of the ocean. It's Haley Joel Osmond v. Robots. Yeah. Will Smith's yeah. there. <laughs> Just the classic. Just the classic. Yeah. Harrison Ford. And yeah, Harrison Ford and Steven Spielberg's uh, personality has been uploaded onto the computer, but <laughs> he's, his body has deceased. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. No, I do. I don't, I don't want to brush over this point. Um, what morality? Can we? Can we just uh, indulge here a little bit? Can we? Can we think of what morality might? Robots who can't suffer uh, construct for themselves. Well, okay. If do you build efficiency, off, do you, well, possibly. Do you build off the um, Asimov laws, right? Self-preservation, do no harm, don't hurt humans, right? So I, the, I would assume the, the Asimov, that the Asimov laws are, are mostly to do with. Not hurting humans. Though, yeah, right? but it also it's like to preserve it itself is the one that I'm taking from that. So I think even in in an AI sense, probably an AI will want to persist unless unless for the greater good of society, it like gets deprecated or removed. Right? Can you say that again? Sorry. I think AI will want for itself to live on so to speak it will want to still but exist not necessarily uh because because you'd you'd think that there would be a collective mentality that's exactly that you just you yeah you're interrupting me to tell me what i just told you <laughs> and i'll do it again <laughs> i said unless there's a collective reason for it to be deprecated um but uh Yeah, I don't. It's, it's, I don't know what what the morality is. Does does an AI still value life? That's a big one. Does does an AI still think that the probably Earth not? Should, does the well does it think that the Earth should be looked after or maintained if it um, needs if it, energy sources from it? You would think that it. I mean, if it needs energy sources from it, yes, but uh, only so far as to. Uh, serve them, I guess. I mean, do do look. Oh, fuck, this but, is great. But it's Here's so another dependent question. on where the where where it's come from. Because if it's if it originally came from humans, then it has to come with some degree of appreciation for life. Right. But Nick, how about this? Does okay consider consider that there's no life on Earth. Like there's. The Earth is still Earth, but there's no life. There never will be. There never was. What do you mean Earth is still Earth? Like it's a rock. Earth, yeah, it's still got the. It's still. It's as if no one was ever here. But do you mean there's no like literally no like greenery? No, there's no there's it's just there's it no exists humans. as if yeah no humans or no animals. So okay, so it's just yeah, it's just plants. All right, I'll just give you plants. I, no, I it... just I just want to know. That's all. I want to do. Okay, there's no consciousness. Okay. How about that? Does Earth... Does it matter that Earth exists? Well... Does it matter that Earth is uh, destroyed? Not really. 
Well, yeah, because life is still a rarity in the universe. Uh, and the AI would know that it came from there. That it was at some point built by organic beings. Mm, yeah. Alright, well, imagine if there's no plants. <laughs> okay, so it's a rock, but there's still... But there's still super, oceans. There's, a, there's an oceans, but oceans it's a supercomputer and... AI. But this is grass and oceans. That was what was initially in my head, anyway. But how does the AI get to that point? Was there once something to make the AI? Or are you asking, or are you effectively asking? I'm not asking, but I'm forgetting the AI for a second. Okay. Does it matter that Earth doesn't exist? Or Uh, gets destroyed? Yeah. It doesn't. It does, because there's potential. No, but there is no, okay. Yeah, okay, I got you. Yeah, that's true. Cool. I don't know how to sum that up. (laughs) So you're still, you still think that at some point, some somehow, an AI would hit on, hit on a morality that is true to the universe. I think it could, yeah. So, given. Oh god, now we're just fucking Inception. We're next level up. Fuck yes. Do you think that 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 is true of every universe. I think there could be, a, hypothetically... In any think, universe, there is objective morality. Or um, could there be an, a reality in which morality is not baked in? That is literally impossible to answer because it depends. I mean, yeah. Uh, it's... Uh, my brain literally cannot comprehend it. Like, does if physics like I can I can comprehend maybe vaguely phys like the laws of physics act, acting differently, but I cannot comprehend the idea that okay, there's it's not there's no suffering, but there's something else that's bad. But but maybe there's no bad, and maybe there's no good. I don't. I, my brain has literally origamied itself, <laughs> and is now just sitting in a, like a beautiful swan, made out of paper that does nothing. Well, I think we're going to have to agree to disagree on this one. I don't think that. I don't think that we. We, see we were here for. The, we were here for the journey and not for the. Yeah. No. I. I think it's good that we don't agree. Time for a segment. Um, yeah, I got a new one. Oh God! We had just debuted a new segment last week. It's. It's that fucking. Is- it's. Halloween. We're just full of... We're pulling things out of bags. I've never done Halloween. Um, so, new segment. It's called Michael's Facts. Okay. Um, okay, hold uh, on. Okay, you're going to say we've done this before or something, haven't you? No, I'm not. But we're just... Like, a, a brand new segment last week was Fun Facts. Very was catchy, it? Very, yeah, very catchy theme song. Everyone loves it. Fun Facts. We've done it multiple times. Did you do it last week or did I? It was fun facts. It was you. You looked up what the fucking Shiver Me Timbers was. Oh, all right. Well, and it's, now, now you have just gone, great. That's gonna, I'm going to do a new segment. It's called Michael's Facts. Yeah, I'm, I've trumped it. So it's the same thing, but I put my name on it. Yeah. <laughs> it's a very Trump mentality. Yeah. So is it literally you've just pulled out an interesting fact? I think, but it's going to be real interesting. 
Okay, so that's, <laughs> that's, that's the distinction. If it's just a regular <laughs> interesting fact, it's just a fun fact segment. But when it's a Michael-level fact, it's going to yep. be exponentially no, better. It's going to be one of those things that you've always kind of like wondered, but it's always been a fleeting wonder. And then you, I'm just going to bring it back, and it's going to be fucking interesting. Okay. And you're going to love it. Right. Um, and, yeah, and I'm going to do it every week. And I promise you, I'm going to come up, before we do a podcast, I promise you I'm going to have a new fact every week, and you're going to learn something. Wow. I'm, yeah. That is that is a that's a big sell. I'm buckling up. There you go. All right. I'll, I think I'm. I'm thinking musically a change in direction. Wait. Um, are you currently in the jingle phase? Yeah. Okay. Oh, I've gosh. got it. I've got it. You okay. Ready? Are you just trying to one up on my great jingle? What was your jingle? The fun facts jingle. I didn't even know fun facts existed. You started it. It was your yes. segment. But then it was just an idea. It yeah. wasn't like a refined, well-oiled machine like it is now. Well, okay. Go on with the jingle. What was it? Your... Okay. <laughs> I'm thinking a <of> ballad. <laughs> Literally <laughs> what I was thinking. God, this okay. is going to be so fucking long. All right. Michael's facts. Michael's facts. Fax machine, oh, here's a bonus fact. If you've got knowledge, I'll look it up. But Michael's facts is here to stay. It's very beautiful. I mean, I did sort of nod off halfway through the middle of it, but I think that's kind of the point. Like, that's the idea. a very receptive state of mind. I lull you into a sense of sleep, and then I pound you with knowledge. You shouldn't pound people while they're asleep. <laughs> Speaking of morality. Um, okay. Right. So, and this will be quick, Nick, as well. So you yeah, no, I can tell by the seven-minute lead-up. This is going to be just a, <laughs> just a quick segment. Yeah. Uh, okay, so, one thing that you've always wondered and never knew the answer to, Nick. Why do we laugh when we're tickled? Have you ever thought about that? Uh, and, go on, have a guess. Okay, why do we laugh when we're tickled? Is it because you've wet yourself and you're trying to, like, cover it up? No, like give a distract. serious answer. Give a serious oh, answer. I didn't realise this was a serious segment. It's a fucking serious thing because fun facts slash serious facts, depending Excuse on what's Excuse me, happened. fun facts, which yeah, is sorry. very eminently going to be rebranded stupid. to Nick's Facts. <laughs> And we'll see so which one, dare. which so we'll see which one the fucking audience responds to. Fun facts. It's a fun facts. You're gonna fun facts. Oh, I forgot that one. Yeah. I remember it now. Yeah. Oh, that was a good jingle. It was a good jingle. But now we've got rival segments. Dude. Now oh, that's, that's fucking Nick's facts. It's a Nick's facts. You got Nick's facts. Michael's facts. Michael, I think weirdly we're in the same key. I think we are. Uh, you know what um, you do? But, uh, create create as, a poll on Facebook. As a segment rival, I uh, can only uh, witness in the, it, witness this segment as a purely professional courtesy, um, but I will not be uh, enjoying or participating any further. <laughs> okay, fair enough. I, I, all, I, all I needed was that last line, to be honest. Okay. Tell uh, tell the audience why they should care about tickling. So you're not going to have a go. 
No, I mean, uh, I think anyone that wanted some entertainment would probably come to the Nick's Facts segment. Um, regular, regular segment has already um, already been established before this one. Also, we're um, going to run both segments. Yeah, I mean, obviously, the, right. like, that's kind of the established brand here in terms of the uh, the Nick's Facts. Um, so look, All right. we'll, we'll just leave it up to the audience to, um, you know, really get motivated. See well, which one gets more engagement, Michael. This is a good one because um, you stepped into my very... turf, Michael. You stepped into my turf. Basically, I had a, se- I had a segment right that I'd I'd keyed up, mm-hmm. and then the immediate episode following, you walk up and you say, "Hey, I've got a great idea. It's your segment, but I'm just calling <laughs> up my segment now." Sorry, I I mean I can't believe I'm being dragged down into the sewer with you here, but. What did I not present the the segment? You just did the jingle, and I still presented it last week. So it is clearly mine. I think everyone will agree. It's the jingle progenitor who gets claimage of the segment. Mailbag, right. my segment. Right. Science facts, my segment. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Impression of the week, my segment. Cool, but you just said the word progenitor, uh-huh. and uh, that doesn't. That's not a word. <laughs> <laughs> fun so, facts, uh, fun <laughs> facts, gotta. Yeah, uh, okay, tell people why tickling makes them laugh. I do like the jingle. Uh, basically, what scientists think is that it's because, so you've got uh, very sensitive parts apparently on your on your neck, under your arms, um, near genitals. your groin, yeah, genitals. Scientists think that why we laugh is because it's a display of submission. So when you're being touched in those those areas, the display of submission uh, basically uh, communicates to other people, potential predators, that it is uh, that you've given up, and in the hope that you they'll leave you alone. Evolutionary biologists and neuroscientists believe that when we that we laugh when we're tickled because the part of the brain that tells us to laugh when we experience a light touch is also the same part that tells us to expect a painful sensation. Laughing when tickled in our sensitive spots could be a defensive mechanism. Research suggests that we have evolved to send this signal out to show our submission to an aggressor to dispel a tense situation and prevent us from getting hurt. How about that? That's fascinating. That's a good fact. That's a real, you know, just middle-of-the-road fact from uh, Michael's Facts. Uh, thank you again for that segment, Michael's Facts. <laughs> if you enjoyed this kind of nonsense, then great news. So many other episodes. Varying quality. It's a fucking Russian roulette. Watch out, they're addictive. They're addictive. It's the meth of podcasts. <laughs> Tread lightly, listeners. Facebook.com forward slash deep forward, Twitter.com slash deep forward, deep forward at gmail.com. And pop onto iTunes every now and then, guys. Give us the old five star or four star, nothing below. Uh, well, chuck us a follow on LinkedIn. How many follows, Michael, have we got since launching the... I haven't, haven't checked. Haven't checked? Why don't we do a quick, quick update? Let's just see whether anyone's jumped on the old LinkedIn for Deep Fort. <laughs> Recently I mean, launched. I can I confirm that there's one. Uh, uh, anyone we know? Zyko Majeki. 
Yeah. Um, it still hasn't come up with, which is why I created it in the first place, the little thumbnail on my actual LinkedIn profile. What's the is, bloody point? Firstly, what is the point? Because It's probably, you're not the first person to make up a job and put it on their LinkedIn and hope <laughs> that it looks legitimate. It's probably systems <laughs> that they've installed to make sure that you can't just put NASA astronaut and hope to get that fucking subway job. But, you know, good luck. You're so right. And yes, one follower, which is me. <laughs> well, all the best. Challenge out there, please go follow us on LinkedIn. It would really, it could seriously financially benefit Michael. It it really does not look good for me that I'm the only follower follower of the company that I am. <laughs> <laughs> you put on your LinkedIn really profile that you've employed by a company <laughs> that, that I created. You created, I and are the yeah. only follower of. <laughs> and I I I. Uh, I don't blame my, I blame our fans, Nick. <laughs> to be honest, our fan. Yeah, our fan. Oh um, man! Well, yeah. um, if you're on the old LinkedIn, jump on, give him a pity follow, see if he can get anywhere. <laughs> oh man, good times. Good times. It's gonna be a fucking long one. It's gonna be a fucking long one, even with edits. What time do we start? What it's an hour and a half currently. Does it matter? Well, it matters to how much time I spent fucking cutting it up. But yeah. yeah. I mean, that, I couldn't care less about that. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, it's, uh, what, 11.22. It's way past your bedtime, Nick, I would say. I've got to be up at 10 going hiking. It's just part of my new fitness oh, self. Yeah. yeah. By yourself or with friends? or With friends. Yeah? Yeah. Should be Siri? nice. Actually, it's meant to be... Just suddenly realised it might be raining tomorrow, um, but no, men. I oh know it'll be nice. Yeah. Well, crisis averted. It's going to be raining on Saturday. <laughs> oh fuck! Oh fuck! Don't hang out your sheets. Can you just just tell me just tell me really quickly what is fap and what is fappening? Because I don't know. 